Welcome to Orange is the New Black. And if you're still here, you're definitely a diehard Bengals fan. The Bengals are 0-7. Them. Let's check in. I'm Ace Boogie. He's them. Who that? <laughs> you can find us on all different platforms. Me, you can find me on YouTube at Stripe City. Them, you can find him on Instagram at Zim underscore who that. Zim, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling okay. You know, I don't, I don't have a... If, if my therapist was to ask me, what does okay mean, then I don't really have a definitive answer because on one end, we know we I, how I feel I want the number one pick. I've had some great conversations with some real good fans in the past couple of days, and they're just kind of telling me their perspective, too, like how they'll never cheer for us to lose and stuff. So there's always that ever that, that everyday grind of, like, do I want this team to win? Do I want them to lose? But I think I made my mind up. Like, I definitely want them to lose because – like we say every episode, we just don't trust the front office. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Definitely don't trust this front office. And I mean, coming off of that game, it was kind of like I just really wanted us to lose, and it sucks to say that as a fan. But it's like, honestly, what is there really for us to look forward to? with these games, with us being in the current state that we're at. We both predicted this as a loss. We both predicted that the Jaguars were going to run all over us. We expected the Jaguars' defense to make plays. And to me, it's just to me, it's just the 90s are back. It's like the 90s and early 2000s are back to me. I watched Andy Dalton drop back and pull a Gus Farratt. That's a shout-out to my OG Bengals fans. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if, yeah. you're, new, if you're new and you don't know what a Gus Farratt is, a Gus Farratt, when he was um, a starter for the Bengals, he came in and he threw an interception to a defensive lineman. That is what a Gus Farratt is. And the defensive lineman, I believe, scored a touchdown. That's what you call a Gus Farratt. And we Hold on, let, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you the silliest thing. Do you remember? Isn't isn't that Gus Farad that hurt his head, uh, his neck and had to get like surgery because he celebrated and, and hit his head onto the uh, after he celebrated with a touchdown with the Redskins? You I ever remember that? that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, it's just for me when you look at this team and we you know we we've given plenty of blame out to Andy Dalton. Uh, I still think that he's you know, one of one of the causes of the dysfunction for the Bengals, but you have to really look at Jim Turner and everything that's come in with Jim Turner. And I kind of have to side-eye Zach because it's like Jim Turner has gotten nothing for this offensive line. He's got nothing for this run game. You know, at one point at halftime, we had negative two yards rushing. That can't happen, right? So – you know, yeah, you can look at Andy Dalton, and and honestly, I'm not making him, making Jim Turner the scapegoat, but if there's someone that needs to also be removed from this team, it's Jim Turner. And, you know, you look at the things that have happened with guys retiring, 
with guys, uh, you know, acting like they don't want to play football anymore, a.k.a. Christian Westerman. And it's no coincidence, in my opinion, that this stems from Jim Turner, given his background of what he did in Miami with uh, a lot of guys not wanting to play for him, a lot of drama going on there. You know, I just don't understand now that we're seeing what happens, what happens with Cordy Glenn, and I'm not, you know, making an excuse for Cordy Glenn either, but it's just a lot of weird stuff going on right now. And it would be one thing if you had a productive offensive line to put up with the stuff that's flying around that offensive line room, but you don't. You have one of the worst run games, the worst run game in the NFL, on pace for, you know, the worst run game essentially in NFL history. And then it just seems like nothing is working. And when we lost Frank Pollock, that was one thing to me that was like a huge loss for us, right? Because yeah. Frank Pollock, even though the offensive line was bad, you know. Nah, he had them were, humming, though. He had them, he had them humming, right, exactly. So, like, I don't know. Like, that was when, – when I saw that happen in the offseason, I was like, there's something wrong here. And, you know, Frank Pollock essentially chose not to return to the Bengals. So it was his choice definitively that was like, nah, this isn't working. So I don't know if Frank Pollock saw something with this new scheme and then not boding well with the the offensive lineman that they had here, if he just didn't believe in the philosophy or what. But clearly he made the right decision and the Bengals made the wrong one. But yeah. I just really don't even know where to go right now, man. I mean, over seven, how are you feeling? Like, what topics do you want to touch on? Uh, we could talk about, like, I was going to go through, you want to talk about some pros and cons from the game. And just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, I 100% agree with you. Um, I can't even tell you the amount of DMs that I got about Frank Pollock, like, throughout the last couple weeks. I think when the news first broke, nobody really, 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 really was stressing, I guess, at that point. But I always kind of thought, like, hey, this guy got something out of these guys from the run game that was, like, he took them from zero to, like, 80. You know, the phrase zero to 100. He took them, like, zero to 80, and, and Mixon was the AFC Russian leader. And I always remember Mixon uh, tweeting out, like, kind of like a cryptic tweet at the time, just saying that, how are we going to let go of the best offensive line um, coach in the game? You know, like, and he said that, but I was like, well, you know, Mixon is just, you know, he's just kind of speaking on, on, on the, uh, of the, the pure emotion of like, you know, him removing and stuff. And I don't think he knew the factors. And then, like you said, Frank Pollock left, like they didn't remove Frank Pollock. But um, I just, I guess my expectations were really, really high with, with, uh, with uh, Callahan and, the offensive coordinator, I, I just thought he was like, I, you know what's so crazy in this whole thing? Everybody talks about Zach Taylor a lot. I always looked at Callahan like he was the next McVay. So, like, I all, even even right now I was looking at him like, okay, if this if Zach Taylor thing doesn't work out, they're going to go with Callahan. When John Gruden broke the news that Callahan was leaving his staff, I mean, there were so many articles coming out of there that he was like going to be the successor of Gruden. He was the next brilliant mom, like all these great things. If you ever see a Callahan interview, he's always talking about, like he just keeps it so real. So I just thought that if there were any flaws with Jim Turner, I thought Callahan would be able to get in the room with him and do that. But I don't know if Jim Turner is such a such a vocal, powerful force in there that he doesn't really care about any of that stuff. And and like you said, yeah, there's, a, there's no coincidence. Cody Glenn doesn't want to play. 
it's no coincidence that, you know, like all these different things are happening around them. And um, it does scare me a little bit moving forward because, you know, I think for the first time we were really talking about what's going to happen to Zach Taylor. Like, is he on a hot seat? You can't perform. It's one thing to lose, like, really close games. And I thought that game was really close. And I know you Dalton lovers are going to hate my guts, but I don't care. You know, I got way past that, and, I, and I've got that in my mind that he completely sucks, and you need to get on board with this. Like, he sucks, and if you care about this team, like, this is what it is. And that game was within reach, just like four other games were within reach. When the pressure was there, like I say every single week, he never delivers. The only time he delivers when there's pressure is when it's a meaningless game. So at the end of the game, I mean, at the end of the season, yeah, you'll get you'll get good Dalton stuff. And then Dalton Love, you know what's so crazy about this game, too? The Dalton Lovers revealed themselves to me. Like, it was a lot of people that I didn't think were Dalton Lovers. And, and they just came, like, they reared their ugly head after a, a performance like that. That is like, I never had a moment where I just felt like, okay, without a doubt, they have to bench him. Like, I've never felt like that, even in me talking trash about Dalton all the time, whatever. Like, you know, like, or, I mean, not even talking trash, but just being critical of Dalton or whatever. I never felt like they had a better option behind him. Like, right. to, to, I mean, besides McCarron, it's some moments where I'm just like, well, they just need, like, the, you know, a little rah-rah. Like, you know, I don't think McCarron's a better quarterback. And trust me, if you're listening to this, I was a Dalton fan 2012, 2013, 14, 15. 16. This is not like I just came out hating this guy. Like, but I'm I'm smart enough, and I think that the viewers and I think the listeners right now, they're smart enough to know complete trash when I say it. And I keep on giving this question to everyone every week, even the number one Dalton lovers. I say, who would Dalton start for every week? I like who. What team would want him? Somebody wrote in my comments like, we should trade him. What to an XFL team? There's not one. There's not one team that would take him. And 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 I know that you wanted to go like glaze over Dalton. Like I, I I tried my hardest, but I was fuming mm-hmm. yesterday. But that is the most definitive moment I can say. Like this this is a moment where you have to bench him. The fact that they stayed with him, and then he could just do what Dalton does best. Go ahead and get a sneaky little touchdown there. Kind of pad the stats a little bit. You can't pad the fact that you just threw three interceptions and five passes. You can't pad yeah. that. But, right. you know, like, um, but like I was originally saying, like, Callahan and all these guys, like, I just thought that all this thing would kind of work itself out and you would just see this offensive, like, firepower. And on a game like that, when I when I was saying let's go through pros and cons, the defense did what they had to do. I say this every week. If you – unless you're like this – this is a historical Patriots defense that we're watching every week, like – they have they're they're outscored their opponents by seventy five points and I've read a stat yesterday that said this is like the second time in the NFL history this has ever even happened. But unless you have a, a defense like that, teams are scoring eighteen, twenty points a game. The defensive stands that the, the Bengals had in that game are like that are amazing. That was the first time we got to uh, play a team that just tries to go like vertical and not going horizontal with their run. I don't know what the Jaguars are thinking. I guess they just didn't have speed. But it matches up. Then you can see why they kept oppressing Brown. He's hitting a goal line stand on Fournette. That's what he does. Visuals running around. Pratt's running around. These are the things that I'm like, okay, this is what we saw week one. 
The only difference is this is that this guy fails you once again. And all I hear is offensive line comments. All the I can show you clip after clip, and it, it, it boggles my mind, bro. Like I that, I that I was trying to I was trying to come with a structured thing for the show today, but I can't do it because every time I think about it, I'm like it's so simple. Everybody's like, well, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Get some first downs with a legit quarterback, and I promise you, this thing will turn around so quick. You might not it, it might not give you a, a whole bunch of wins. But you want to see, like, a, a productive offense. You want to see some run game or whatever. Like, get a quarterback that can improvise, make a first down, do this, do that in, in the middle of the game. They gave him the game. They they punt, The Jaguars punted seven times to him, and he didn't do nothing. But we're still talking about everything else, even after that. Crazy. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you, Jim. I just wanted to at least um, highlight Jim Turner, but it definitely comes back to Andy Dalton, man, and – to me, um, there were several narratives. Like like you said, the first thing that I noticed on Twitter was people who were Dalton lovers and Dalton defenders, Dalton supporters, were coming out to Woodworks and saying that they were done with Andy Dalton. Now, you still had some um, guys that were holding on. And, of course, they're bringing up those same things. They're talking about, okay, you know, we're talking about we're talking about how Joe Mixon is struggling, but we don't apply that same logic to Andy Dalton with the offensive line. We want to talk about how bad the defense is. We want to talk about how bad everything is, the coaching, that's play calls. So this is my thing. We've always talked about this, right? It starts with the quarterback. The time of possession for the Bengals in the first half of that game was eight minutes. That is ridiculous. Uh, second thing, when you have a quarterback like Zim said, you have to get first downs. I wanted to – I was actually streaming the game from my phone as I was mobile, and um, I couldn't just watch the game from home. So I was streaming the game, and I had did you Did you come to the Zim who they – did you come to the Zim who they live stream at all? I was not able to make it to your live stream. You need to come to the show. Usually I always join us. I definitely will be joining you guys. But one thing that I noticed was, and I wanted to screenshot it, but I guess because of copyright issues and things like that, um, the phone just show is blank. But what I wanted to show on that screenshot was that every single Bengals possession ended in a punt. And it was like three and out punt, three and out punt, three and out punt. Like the defense can only take so much of that guy. These guys had a goal line stand, and the Jaguars, if you notice in that game, they ranked near the bottom of the league when it came to red zone scoring. So they got held to a lot of field goals. They struggled against the Bengals' defense. I had friends that were Jags fans that were like, Andy Dalton was the reason y'all lost that game. Like he looked – Complete trash, and these are this is coming from a complete trash where and, and you look dealt with complete trash with Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles. You might want to listen to a person who went through that and their analysis of your quarterback. If those were the quarterbacks that they've been through and have had seasons where they have had similar seasons to us, where they, you know, uh, well, not even similar seasons than us. They've had worse seasons than us, where they've actually only won like two or three games. And it's been because of these bad quarterbacks. And this is a team that actually went further with us, uh, further than us, went to an AFC championship game, 
and weren't able to seal the deal because of their quarterback. And, you know, Andy Dalton, man, if you don't understand how that affects a team, if you don't understand how a stagnant offense wears down your defense, if you don't understand that, then I don't know what to tell you. The other thing is this, offensive line, offensive line. Uh, Jay Morrison gave some ether yesterday and talked about that the whole offensive line thing in terms of pressure, in terms of, hey, don't throw Ryan Finley in there because, you know, Andy Dalton can't do anything. Ryan Finley would be worse because they have no time to pass and all of it. That's that's a witch hunt. That's a wild – it's this crazy witch hunt. You know what's up? They think we're on a witch hunt, Ace, for this guy, right? But it's an even bigger witch hunt for the offensive line. It's a huge witch hunt. And what's crazy is, like, when I was talking about Deshaun Watson and things of that nature, that he's been stacking more, that Kyler Murray has been stacking more, you know what I was met with? Well, you know what, Ace? That doesn't give you the full uh, perspective because how do you know how many pressures are actually there? You're not including the pressures, bro. And you know what happened yesterday? Jay Morrison said that not only has Andy Dalton in the past, I think, two or three weeks not really been sacked that much, but when you look at the season total on pressures, he's right in the middle of the pack. So he's not even in the bottom half of he's the 14. NFL. He's 14th. He's not even in the bottom 14. half. He's, he's one the of front the half. pressured quarterbacks in the NFL, people. When are you going to wake up and stop making excuses for him? Like, this is not – obviously, we know the offensive line is bad, right? We know that. All yeah, we're saying yeah, is terrible. That is the worst quarterback. Let me say that. This is the worst rushing offensive line I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Ever, ever, completely. But when we talk about pressure, and this was what was crazy to me was, you know, I dropped this knowledge, and someone said, well, you know what, you have to give Dalton credit because his release is so much faster, so those those pressure numbers are, are – <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Man, like, he, is, he is – he, I hope he that some shot. of you guys are as loyal to Dalton as you are to your wives because this is <laughs> simply ridiculous. And I don't want to go up on an Andy Dalton rant. I'm already looking at quarterbacks, bro. And honestly, like Jim said, the time is now to bench Dalton. There's no need to keep him in there. There is absolutely, like, unless you just want to keep losing games, which we're going to do anyway. But you have to see. And me and Jim, we're, we're realistic about this. We don't think that Ryan Philly is going to come in there and stay today. But at the end of the day, I, I know. I know. evaluate your team going forward for you to be able to make these decisions that you're going to be faced with in the offseason when you have that number one and number two pick, when you've got to pick up an option on Andy Dalton's contract, you have to see this thing through. You've got to see what things look like without Andy Dalton in there. You've got to see what things look like with Ryan Finley. You've got to see how the offense and all these tools around him respond when he is not in there. And that is all I have to say about Andy Dalton. <laughs> I, I, I caught myself and I had to dial it back because I'm trying to tell you, I appreciate all of you. Even if it – like, I'm going to tell you all this. I'm, I'm going to make this as short as possible um, if I can. A lot of people don't know this. I coined the phrase. If you see somebody saying Dalton lover, I made that two years ago. This is the reason why Zim they People ask me all the time, like, how did you get all these uh, followers and stuff on Instagram? I want to congratulate and, appre- and just give all of my appreciation out to anybody that ever 
stuck with me day one or listened to anything. Because very, very early on, I wasn't like this with Dalton. But people watched me grow with this whole thing, and they watched all this stuff. And one day we were doing a live stream. It was like the third week ever. Like, I even just made a page. I said, man, you DLs better get out of here. And I was like, what's that? I was like, you're adult lovers. And it was a big joke because at the time I still liked it. I never thought that I would go on the Internet and just see, like, this whole demographic of people. Like, you know the guy, you know the guy that's always that y'all see on TV that's dancing and his name is Captain uh, Bengals Captain or something like that? You want to talk about adult lover? Because Jay Morrison, that same tweet you're talking about, um, Jay Morrison, uh, that was adult lover. He He's responding to the tweet that you're talking about, and the guy's saying, oh, well, uh, Dalton gets it out so fast, so, you know, like, that, that those pressures are, like, that's why he's 14. They, how could you pressure him? He gets the ball out so fast. And it's just, like, I, was, I, was, I hate to compare. I don't want to make this, like, politics or nothing like that. But, like, when you like your favorite politician or if there's anybody that you want to vote for, you're going to see what you want to see. So I've gotten way past this point of, like, let me show you these clips. I used to do that weekly, show you all the bad throws, all that stuff. I stopped doing that because no matter what, people want to see what they want to see. But I'm just trying to tell people, like, it's very simple. Um, a quarterback is not going to fix this franchise. A quarterback is not going to deliver us a playoff win immediately. But a quarterback will give us a foundation from a starting point that where you don't have to blow this whole thing up. But it will put us in a position where you're getting some type of productivity, and at the very least, you got something to cheer about when you go to a game. You got something to cheer about when you're at home. Why do you want to sit there? And, and this is crazy too. The same dog lovers are the people that are sitting there at my live stream. Uh, if you guys don't know them, underscore who they on Instagram. Three hundred plus every Sunday. We come in there. We talk about this stuff. But there's guys that man, oh my God, we stuck in that da 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 da. And those are the main ones. But they, but yet they don't want to change anything. And the greatest thing about sports is that I feel like there's a direct reflection off of you, what you believe in, uh, how you move, and how aggressive you are with your movements on an everyday basis. I find it fascinating, the psychology behind someone still advocating for Dalton probably fits the description of someone whose parents' parents just worked at the same place for a very, very long time. And that's not a bad thing, like, Stability is not a bad thing, but I don't operate like that. So you got to understand my background. My dad was a super entrepreneur from a young age. In, in our basement, he was selling, you know, like shoes, pants, all this type of stuff. My mom's been a real – you know, like so all these entrepreneurs around me and people that just take chances on stuff. So – but you got to do it with a calculated decision. So when we say that we want a new quarterback, it's not that I'm saying that this quarterback is going to rise up and he's going to just take this franchise to the Super Bowl. And it could happen like that. It could happen like that. I could give you more examples of that than the examples of it not working. Uh, people show me all this, the, the history of – because this is another thing that we're going to get challenged on a lot. Is they're going to show you a, a, a thing where it's going to show you all the number one draft picks. If I, I'll let you talk and I'll pull it up for you. But a lot of these guys that are on him, they'll say, well, Sam Bradford, and they'll, they'll name all these guys, James Wilson and stuff. A lot of these guys are success stories. Cam Newton, you know, of the world. Like, when I, I saw this list the other day, and I said, like, because they were saying, why do y'all want just the number one pick? Like, don't y'all know that the number one pick isn't, like, that lit? I'm like, it's pretty lit if you're talking about, like, just overall, like, you know what I'm saying, like, success. 
I mean, Baker Mayfield's probably had a little bit more success in his first year. You got, um, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford. And then, of course, if you're a Dalton lover, you're going to look at Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. You're going to look at, I mean, come on. Alex Smith is, I think, as far. Do you think Alex Smith is more accomplished than Andy Dalton? Is Alex Smith more accomplished than Andy Dalton? That see, it's like a toss up to me. And, I mean, and, but 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 if you took Alex Smith and Alex Smith goes to he won a play he won a couple playoff games, but even if you just took Alex Smith's whole body of work, wins and losses, it probably mirrored Dalton. So like people point to that and they'll point to David Carr and Jamarcus Russell. But outside of that, oh, and, and Tim Couch. But outside of that, you got Peyton Manning, Michael Vick, Eli Manning, uh, uh, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck. So I like my odds of the number one pick. If you want to see, you know, you you see what I'm saying? Like it's like people just don't want that to happen because I think it was just so complacent with this guy. And I think we could have had a show. I was going to highlight the flaws of Tony McRae in the game. I was going to highlight like all of these different things, but my mind won't even let me just get past the inevitable and what is right in your face. And there's a lot of people that are, that do agree with us, and I appreciate you. There's a lot of people that disagree with us, and I appreciate you as well. But at some point, it's almost like I got to pray for you because there's no way that you're going to get out of this bottomless hole unless you make that decision to change your life. And I feel like a sermon asking people to come on down. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I'm at, I'm at, the, I'm at church, and I'm, and I'm telling people, like, hey, look, this is your chance to get saved. Come on down to the altar. Come join us. Like I feel like I'm I'm like that every week now because I'm telling guys like man, like listen, trust me. Come with me. If you get if you buy into this new quarterback thing I'm talking about, I ain't saying I'm gonna save your life, but I promise you we're gonna have some better Sundays. So this is what I'm gonna say to you guys. Let's come together as Bengals fans. Andy Dalton is not it. He's not, and. Instead of arguing about Andy Dalton and the offensive line, let's argue over what quarterback should we take at the number one pick. And yes, I said yeah, right, right. And yes, I said quarterback. And this is my thing. I hear a lot of people saying, "Hey, we need to fix the offensive line first and things of that nature." I understand it. We just took Jonah Williams last year, left tackle. Are we really going to draft a right tackle number one? That's not happening, people. You get the number one pick, number two pick. You're taking a quarterback. Well, let's take Chase Young. Chase Young isn't helping us, people. Chase Young isn't going to, like, you take Chase Young and then what? Do you get a quarterback in free agency? Do you ride out another year with Andy Dalton? No. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, Ace. Teddy Bridgewater isn't the answer. I'm sorry, guys. He's not. <laughs> He's not the answer. This is a team that needs what Zim said a few episodes ago, a guy like an Aaron Rodgers, a guy like an Andrew Luck, a guy that's going to come in and be able to hide the rest of your flaws. With that number one pick, they can't get it wrong. Even if they get it wrong, right, no one's going to blame them for taking Exactly. Tua. Thank Tua. you. Thank everyone everyone Thank who you. has the number one pick would have taken Tua. You can't, God, that was so can't beautiful. criticize you. They can't criticize you for it, okay? If you take a quarterback, if you don't get to it, and you take the second-best quarterback, whether you think that's Joe Burrow, whether you think that is Herbert or whoever it is, they're not going to blame you. You know why? Exactly. 
because you're doing the right thing by your franchise. Exactly. Come on, Ace, tell them. Like, that was beautiful. That's exactly what I want. Like, people operate under this fear. Like, what if you get the wrong guy? I'm like, well, go draft another one. But at the end of the day, like you just said, it can't be the wrong guy. Jonah Williams is not the wrong guy because he got hurt. He got hurt. He's still the right guy. They're like, well, what if, you know, what, two of his ankle? I don't care. Steph Curry ankle hurt every year. He's still shooting threes. Right. Right. You can't be afraid to take these guys, man. You have to do what's better for your franchise and what's best for your franchise. And what's best right now is taking the number one position in the NFL. Look at who gets paid the most in the NFL. Who is it? The quarterbacks. Why? Because they're the most important position in the NFL. And when you look at that position and you look at the impact of it, all you have to do is look at Kansas City, look at Baltimore, Look at Seattle. Look at where all of these places that these quarterbacks have gone, where they have taken franchises that were unsuccessful and made them contenders. Not pretenders, not a possibly good team, not someone that's just 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and nine, just, you know, middle of the pack. They have made them contenders. And so when you think about it, and you think about the future of your Cincinnati Bengals, think about what quarterback do the Bengals need to take and what gives them the best shot of doing that is having a top three pick. So just marinate on that and think about it. Don't Don't get caught up on playing the blame game and things of that nature. Just look at it with a clear vision and say, the best thing for this team moving forward is a quarterback. Not a right tackle, not an edge rusher. We need a quarterback. Then that's all I got. They did a lot, man. They did a lot. Like I, a lot of people are super critical on the front office. Like them making the move for Cordy Glenn, them drafting Jonah, them reaching for Billy Price, which I didn't like. Those are all elite or, or elite prospects, right? Right. They did that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's only but so much you can just do that. The same premise that I say, hey, well, if you if the quarterback isn't right, and I, I argue with uh, guys all the time, they say, guys and girls, they'll say, um, well, you know, if you pick the wrong quarterback, you can't just come back and pick it. I'm like, shit, why can't I? You know what I'm saying? If that guy isn't the right guy, you know what I'm saying? You think that – I mean, people are telling me, like, oh, you think that um, uh, the Dolphins are just going to give up on, what is it, Drew Locke or something like that? I'm like, shoot. If Tua uh, is standing right there in their face at the number one pick, if they get the number one pick, or Burrow, these guys are right there in their scouting department says, hey, look, I like this prospect upside. Yes. You draft the quarterback every single year. The Redskins, well, they get a, they just draft the Haskins. If Tua is sitting right there in their face, Herbert is sitting right in their face, you know, like they're not going to think twice. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. They're look not the going to think twice. Like, they, that, it, yes took a quarterback. They took two quarterbacks in the first round, back-to-back. Rosen didn't work out. Kyler Murray is there. What did they do? They took Kyler Murray. Back-to-back. And at the same time, I feel like, and this is the saddest part about all of this thing, is that I love Andy Dalton. I still love Andy Dalton uh, uh, for what he's done 
for like the Bengals and 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 I gave me something to brag about. I used to always walk around, man. We ain't even gone to playoffs six out of eight times. Like where I live at, like they don't even. I don't know no Bengals fans. You know that, but like he made, like he contributed and made us relevant. But just like Marvin Lewis, it's just a time for these things, and and it's sad because um, as we're recording this, most of new gets traded to the Patriots this morning. I I clapped and I and I clapped out loud. I looked down. I said. He's going to get him one. And Dalton deserves better than this. Dalton deserved, you know, like, they ruined him. Dalton could have been something. He Dalton could have been, at the very least, Matt Ryan. You know, at the very least. Dalton always had a pretty good arm. Never elite, but all of these different intangibles he had. But they totally ruined the guy. Like, part of it is his fault. A lot of it is the front office's fault. They gave him weapons a lot of times, but then they ruined them. You know, you could point to Whitworth and after that. But a lot of the things, they, they failed him, but he failed us. And so it goes both ways, and it, it's just this time where, like I said, we could focus on so many things in the games and all that, but I just don't think it really holds any weight because until I see a new quarterback, I can't even properly, like, watch these games because I'm looking at all these three and out, three and out, three and out, and I'm like, how can I even judge the defense based on if they gave up 40 points this past week? I I wouldn't even think I wouldn't even be looking at the defense if they would have gave up 40, because they all the offense did was keep them on the field <laughs> and just wear them the hell out. You know what I'm saying? We should be talking about Geno Atkins. You like I want to say that too. Me and Ace had the great debate last week, and we're talking about Geno Atkins and. Um, I think I thought Ace was gonna give me a give me a little bit of that today, so I'm surprised he didn't tell me that. But we should be talking about Geno Atkins. Like, you know, I want to talk about the good times and the the good things with this franchise. I don't want this to be like some everlasting like argument. Although I do think like differences of, of opinions do uh, create great shows and stuff. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about our success. And you know, I think Dalton in a backup role to like the Cowboys a backup role to, like, a lot of these different franchises that maybe that could handle his salary hit, I think would be so great for him because I think him coming off the bench or something like that will light somebody up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dalton will stand up, like, when it's time, when the pressure's off and he's got the right situation, the right, um, you know, like, the right line and everything. Everything's got to be perfect for him, though, because right now at this point in his career, he just don't got it no more. And I think he deserves more, and we, more importantly, deserve more. And that's that's all I want to say, I guess, for today's show. I do want to encourage everyone. I'm going to post the show on my page, them underscore Hule on Instagram. Make sure you're uh, still following um, my man, Ace Boogie, New Stripe City. He's also on Instagram. He's on Twitter, the same name as well. Please hit us with uh, questions, comments. If you want have any questions on quarterbacks, Ace has already started looking at uh, two in a little bit more in depth. I've looked at Joe Burrow in a little bit more in depth. So I think me and him are going to kind of go head to head match up with Burrow versus Tua soon. I think also I just want to hear feedback. I want to hear the questions. I don't want to hear a bunch of crap about excuses from Dalton because I'm gonna tell you like on on some bad days I will not be happy and it, it won't be a great exchange. But you gotta love it because I'm just passionate about winning. But at the same time, I just want you guys – I want to have a show where we're, like, answering a lot of you guys' questions. If we could do that in a couple of days, that would be great. So I'm going to try to post this 
one of my pages as soon as possible. If you got any questions for Ace, please make sure you hit him up on the YouTube, New Strike City as well, and we'll be able to take those questions and apply them to the next show because really, truly, I'm not really motivated by analyzing these games, and it's not a fair assessment. It really is not fair to the defense to assess them based on what's going on right now. Like, the, the lack of – I mean, the running game, that's another thing. The running game is worse than Dalton. I want to make that clear. That is the worst running game I've ever seen. I don't, I don't know, the three picks from Dalton. They, they're hand-in-hand. Hand. They're just as trash. It's like trash cans getting doubled up over trash can and trash cans. Like, there's more trash getting inside of another trash, but this trash can is like, let me pull my trash from you. So the trash cans are just banging trash together. They're that trash. So I want to make that clear, but at the same time, it's not an excuse, and this is not an indictment on Dalton. This is just like it's not working. The run, Just like Jim Turner, is not working. There are a lot of things that aren't working. But I think if we change some things at the head of the computer, the mainframe, the quarterback position, You'll see free agency maybe change a little bit. Guys wanting to come here. Maybe a Shaquille Barrett wants to play. Like, say a Baker Mayfield or somebody is, is rah, 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 and getting all these guys hyped and everybody's he's got the number one selling jersey. People are like, cool, it's cool to play out in Tennessee. You know, like these are the things that matter to players sometimes. And I just think it, it that's how you start this ball rolling. They started a little bit with Marvin Lewis. I like that. I don't feel nothing about it. I don't care that we own seven without Marvin Lewis. I think it was the greatest decision that they've done in the last 10 years. I thought that was awesome. And you got to keep that move. I thought the Cordy Glenn trade was great. I thought the Jonah Williams uh, pick at that spot with him right there, perfect pick. You know, so these things that they're doing, I do want to highlight sometimes we're very, very critical on the front office, whatever. They have done some really good things too. They have re-signed some guys like Geno who ace loves. That, you know what I'm saying, these are guys that we've retained that, you know, maybe other teams don't retain. So it's all about perspective. But hit us up with comments, questions. Let's answer those things. Ace, you got anything that you want to say before we close this bad boy out? No, sir. That is all, folks. Be sure to hit us up, subscribe, and be sure to send us your questions. Who that? Who that?